0: Thank you. Thank you, guys. Oh, Brent and Sharon send their love and their blessings from Vernon. God is moving there at Brent and Jean Henderson's church. Jean came out of this church. We were always sad, but she was sent with the blessing, and her and Brent are doing amazing things there. And yeah, Brent and Sharon say hi. Oh, wow. I'm wrecked. God's wrecking me. When I say that, you guys understand, right? That's God just bringing in new things, and he's just awakening me again. You know, who wants to stay in a place of awakening? I never want to get tired of the pursuit of loving Jesus. We just want to be hungry for Jesus. Because if it's not about Jesus, what's the point? Right? We're not here just to gather for just so that we can hang out. You could do that in other groups. And yes, it's, Jesus brings us into community and that's the core, but we're all here. We all have different likes. We have all different hobbies. We all have different things. And and honestly, probably if it wasn't for Jesus, a lot of you wouldn't even know each other. But we thank you, Jesus. You brought us here. Come on, if it wasn't for Jesus, Chris's parents wouldn't be here. All right. Come on. Mm, I just yeah. I just want to let you guys know. I just during worship, I just looked over and I'm like, I just want you know, you you picked up something on this trip. You're bringing back home. And I just want to say like there's so, and. You pick something up, but there was also, I just want to encourage you, I just felt the Lord just say this, and you'll make more sense. I want to say that you guys also carry something of your own, too. And I just want to bless you guys in that and honor you guys in that. You, you guys, have, can, you have your own history with God, right? And that's what you're all supporting into, this amazing couple, whoever, Chris is serving somewhere, Samantha. Yeah, I just want to bless you guys. Yeah, Lord, let's just pray for a second here. Let's just stay in that mode of prayer. Jesus, it's all about you. Holy Spirit, come. Come, Jesus. Let us be more aware that you're here. Lord, we welcome the supernatural realm. We thank you that it's real, that heaven is here. And Lord, that we would glorify your name today. Lord, that there be something sparked in us again. Another hunger, another level, Lord Jesus. Not out of works, but out of passion. Out of intimacy, out of excitement, because you're placing a hunger. Because you're doing something here, not in one or two, but you're doing something in this family. Lord God, you're awakening the family of God. You're awakening a community of believers to believe and stand up for something more. Come on. There's something more. So Jesus, we give you the service again. We already have, but we give it to you again. Holy Spirit, I give you full reign to do whatever you want. I pray, Lord God, that there be people have encounters. Lord Jesus, I'm just going to share what you ask me to share, but I pray most of all, more important than any message I could ever preach, Lord, that they would have an encounter with the King of Kings that would bring them closer to you, Jesus. Come on. There's a message I'm going to preach today has been burning in me again and it's interesting uh... it was reconfirmed last saturday night here who was at the conference it's interesting we were doing transition and you guys all know it's not as, we don't have to pretend we don't we're family we can talk there's there's some structure to what we do right so we could we of course what we love to stay in worship the whole time but then we had honor we had brett was going to speak tonight so we were trying to get him up there too because we believe in the honor of the word of the lord coming forth and so I got up there to transition, the very word transition, from glory to glory, right? Not one's better than the other, but to transition. And if you were here, you would have noticed something. We couldn't transition. But you don't know what was going on on the stage for me was, I was enjoying it and I was like getting rocked, but I kept on trying to go back to, oh Lord, I got to transition to the point where, i just be real, that's who I am, so I don't really care. Because Jesus loves me. You know, I got a rebuke from the Lord up there. He says, won't you let me keep moving? Won't you let me keep moving? And that's a key we need in our lives. Because we can miss it. We can miss it so fast. It's moments like that. Which doesn't mean it just has to be in a service. And we'll get to that. These are moments in your life that so often we miss. Because we're such a rush to get to the next thing. We don't want the inconvenience. Oh, come on, who's been there? You you know you need to go talk to somebody. You know you need to share with that person over there at the marketplace or or anywhere in the city. And you're like, oh, but Lord, I got to go. Donna's waiting for me at home. But who knows every time you stop and turn aside and move and do it, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. You're going to join with me here. We're going to open up here. Oh man. This is good. It is so good. We're going to go Exodus 3, 1 to 6. So we're going to start. It says, now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, and the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Hareb, the mountain of God, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, oh yeah, because of, of the storm, we don't have words, I forgot. Um, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. What if Moses didn't turn aside? No, we read the Bible all the time as if we just... You know the story. Of course Moses turns aside Kevin. What are you talking about? But Moses had to make a choice. And if you know the history of Moses, he's out there hiding. He's created a whole other life for himself outside of Egypt. He's probably quite happy not to be threatened of his life anymore. He's got a family. But what happens? He turned aside. And he said, here I am. That's what God is asking every one of us. Every one of us. He's going, come. Will you turn aside right now? Will you come and meet with me? And all he's looking for is a saying, here I am, Lord. It's interesting that word came up about the the burning coal. What did Isaiah say? Send me, God. Send me, God. It's the yeses he's looking for. God is looking for the yeses in our lives. Our whole Christian life revolves around saying yes to him. It's not about a a prayer. Yes, that's great. It gets us somewhere. It's a start. We accept Jesus. But it's actually about turning aside and saying, I'm going to follow Jesus. He called us disciples. He calls disciples. He's calling a family saying, will you go with me? Will you walk with me? Will you talk with me? Will you get to know me? You guys, God is burning. Oh, I've been crying out this week because he's just been giving me his heart. He's burning for intimacy with people. He's burning for intimacy. We can say all the the flashy words like, yes, God bankrupt heaven for us. But it's not just a flashy word, it's it's real. It's real. That's all he cares about. It's actually that simple. But in our culture, it's so hard to turn aside. It's so hard to look back and say, Oh, well, maybe that's my imagination. Oh, maybe that was the pizza I ate last night. No, I have to be somewhere. Oh, my sheep. Moses. Could... Oh, no, no, my sheep's over here. Get him away from the burning bush. But what was something was drawing him? We don't see anywhere else in Scripture that he says that Moses, oh, he, he knew that meant God was there and he was going to have an encounter with God. No, he had to step out. We need to get curious with God again. There's a verse that says that uh, it's, it's the glory of kings to search out a matter, the glory of kings. Who wants to be a king or a queen in this place? That's where we're called to be, to search out. But what does another verse say? You seek, you will find. You will always find. And some of you, he's just hiding a little bit more just because he knows he wants you to get hungry. He knows. He's like, will you come a little further? Will you push a little more? Oh, Kevin, it's not about work, Skip. No, no, no. Well, wait a minute. Isn't it interesting the Bible's written in contention? Have you ever noticed that? It's written in contention. One verse says, honor your father and mother, uh, and you'll be blessed. The other verse says, if you don't, if you just don't leave your father and mother, then you're not... One man, he says, sell all, go. The other one, he says, no, you'll be blessed. Why is that? I think it was Chris Walton or Bill said it a little while ago. He said, it's written in contention for you and me. Why? Because you can't read the Bible without relationship. If you're not in relationship and intimacy, it doesn't make sense. Because we all know the answers to that if you've been around. Because yes, the Bible says, honor your father and mother. That's 100% True. But the only way you can truly honor your mother and father is if you're willing to leave it all for Jesus. You guys, oh, I'm all over the place, but it's all good. Because there is a movement trying to hit the church. Not a good movement. One of just do whatever you want. Get away with what you want. Leave your wife. Find another one. Oh, the man of God. It's fine. He's a man of God. He can leave the wife. No, 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 no. How can he be a man of God? And love Jesus and run off living in sin. Let's just be real, guys. I'm not judging. I'm not using names. I'm not doing anything. No, no. My wife right here I love. Do you know the number one way? The only way. The only way I'm going to stick with her for the rest of my life is as long as Jesus is number one. Because as long as Jesus is number one, she will be number two. It's the only way. It's the only way. I can't do it on my own. It's interesting. I love God just teaches stuff. I don't even know if I've told my wife this. What I'm about to share? It's good. I just want to share because we have to be real. We have to, honestly, those even up and behind the pulpit, just need to be, we just have to be real. Because we can't build, there isn't thisness. This. We're together. It's an honor for, to be here. I'm preaching to myself. You know what's interesting? I was in the I, I started going to the gym a few years ago. And I'm just being really real. I'm you know, and see so in the gym, and you know what? There's a lot of people wearing different stuff in the gym. Right? You get like make a gypsy right here. And I'm a man. So I'm like, no, but my place in the gym is with God. So I'm like, hey, And I, I tried this thing. I'm like, okay. Just want to make sure I'm here, Lord. So I'm just going to keep on thinking about Donna. Thinking about Donna. And you know what the Lord told me? He says, Kevin, that will not work too long. And I said, what do you mean, Lord? He says, unless you look to me, Donna's not the sustainer of you. Since you look to me, you're not going to have a problem. No, that's a word for some of you men. You having problems? Look to Jesus. He can break addictions in a moment. But if you look to Him, come on. Whoo! I'm having fun up here. Woo! I Haven't got anywhere yet. This is good. Oh man, I just haven't honestly. I'm just woo. Trying to hold it together. I'm excited for Jesus. No, there has to be. It's interesting. I was telling Hike up here just came out. I said, "You're not going to be able to do in public." This Bill, I think, said it way back. You can't do in public what you haven't done in the secret place. Come on. So true. So true. Then I thought of something. He just Lord just dropped and he said, "Heaven, there's so many people." And I used to think everyone just wanted to be a preacher and minister. Found out that that's not true. But everyone wants to get to the top of something, wherever they are. Whatever that looks like in the world, right? Let's just be honest. We're called to greatness. You know what? The fastest way to the public is the secret place. The fastest way to the public position is the secret place. But people don't get that. If if we, just even the church, started realizing that, You get in the secret place. You spend time with Jesus. My biggest prayer is hide me in the cleft of the rock, Lord. Hide me in the cleft of the rock, Lord. Because then you're with him. Then your identity's in him. So what happens to Moses? Better back to Moses here. He left and he took it. And I could preach off. It's amazing. I love it. Brent's in the office. I was telling him a bit of what I was going to share. He said, Kevin, when when Moses turned aside... And he actually came to the bush. What made it the holy ground is because Moses chose to be there. It's interesting. What would have happened if nothing happened, if he didn't go? So what happened next? Moses goes back to Egypt. And he's he's doing what Jesus, the father told him to do. And guess what? He had to say yes again. He got rejected by the Pharaoh. But he had to keep going back to Jesus. He had to go back to the Father and find out what to do. What do I do? And my point right there is, and he had to keep on doing that. When he when he had got to the river, when he got to the Red Sea, he had to come and he goes, what do I do now? What he had to do? He had to go back to find out. And he had another encounter, another encounter. We can't live off our first encounter. You can't live off your first encounter. I'll be honest, this is something that I've just, lord been speaking to. In 1999, my whole life changed. I had a, a, an incredible encounter. Yes, it was awesome. It did change. It took me one way and it took me another way. But I'll tell you something for years until just months ago, I would tell people, that's why the way I, I gotten to where I am today is because of what happened in 1999. And the Lord says, Kevin, that's true, but it's not true. It's because you kept on saying yes, you kept on going back. One encounter ain't gonna bring you very far. It'll shift you. It'll bring you. But he's not a God of just going, hey, just come once. He's a God going, saying, come again. Come again. I got new manna today. Don't go to your old manna. It's rotten. Get some new manna. Manna. Oh, man. Actually, I just feel to share this for people in this room. For years I thought my testimony was not gonna be any good because we were around a lot of evangelists and stuff, and it's like, well, I grew up in the church, Christian school all my life, I didn't never really fell away. And my encounter was just an encounter from going into from religion into relationship. But you know what happened one day? I was sitting in a meeting in a different this church, and we were ministering at the end, and this guy came up to me and said, he sits down and he tells me his testimony. Oh, my word, his testimony is one of those like, you know, right, make a movie of. And I'm sitting there going, oh, boy, I knew it. I knew he was going to ask me what your testimony is. He's like, one these, like a burning evangelist. He wants to know how to, what happened to you. And I, and I said, I didn't like, no, nah, don't worry about it. And he says, no, tell me. So I told him. And he starts weeping. He starts weeping. And I'm like, this guy's passionate. What's going on? And I said, okay. He said, no. He goes, I have been praying. I've been crying out to the Lord. I have three kids. And from the day they're born, I have given them to Jesus. I've lived for Jesus. Our family lives for Jesus. And I'm so worried because I can't find anybody in the church that hasn't had to go away to stay with Jesus. And the Lord spoke to me, He says, Kevin, don't ever despise your testimony. We don't need to fall into sin to be able to change the world for Jesus. It's a bunch of baloney. This whole movement of like, oh, he'll fall and come back, he'll be better than he was. No, who cares? First of all, why are we talking about better than he was? Well, who's judging who? What makes your relationship with Jesus judgeable compared to me? We're not supposed to look the same. But we make these statements. Oh, no, that guy's moving and higher What does that mean? Are we trying to perform or something? No, for real, think about it. Oh, that guy's ministry, he came back and it was greater than it was. It, it returned back. Well, that's amazing. But who's saying that? If the people around him are excited and are believing the father's mothers and are like, yes, he's fully restored. And the man, look at him, he's fully has gone back to Jesus or she. And, and that's cool. But if you have to run around and say, no, I'm greater because I fell in my sin and I repented. Why? That disqualifies half the people in this room. Oh, you didn't fall. No, I, I've actually heard teaching once. Given, a counselor was giving advice to somebody. They said, hey, you need to go. You've never fallen, so I need... You don't really know the grace of God in your life, and that's why you're struggling a little bit, so you need to go to the bar and get wasted and do something stupid. Yeah, no, that stuff's real. Ooh, yeah, that's... I know for... like Yeah, well, of course, I am not giving names. But praise God. But anyways, <laughs> we're not going there. It has to be real. We have to be hungry for Jesus. And it can't be just going... It's not even about being, he's not a genie, so it's not about, oh, I need an encounter so people can see, me. Lord, just touch me, show me an angel, have, let that be something so everyone can know that something hit me. Oh, come on, we're past the days where somebody that has a prophetic word has to look freaky. Do yep. <laughs> you honest, it turns me off. You don't have to convince me God's on you if it's real. No, because it doesn't work in the world. They'll think you're crazy. I saw you when I was working out. I see into your soul. No, it's ridiculous what we do. And we wonder why the world doesn't want anything part of it. Oh, Jesus. This is fun. You guys are awesome. It's so fun to preach in the house and with the family because we're a big family. And we can be crazy. Hmm. This right here, Judges 16, 20. And he said, "This is, you know the story of Samson? You know the story of Samson? You know that guy that is like the living avenger? If you guys know Marvels. Like he literally, I don't think he has real. I just was thinking about it. I'm like, dude, he's like the Hulk. No, for real. But he's not a figment of imagination. This is, the word of God is real. It's real. This guy could get into the anointing and Boom. Now, my question is, I just made a statement in the anointing, and the Lord just says, Kevin, was it the anointing or was it a gift? Just just, a big difference, you guys. A gift's a gift. The anointing comes out of intimacy. That's the presence. You can't fabricate the presence. And so often, sometimes, people in the room will feel the presence and say, oh, I'm not saying, I'm not dissing people, but just be real and understanding is a lot of times the presence is there because of the hunger of the people. He's a good dad. It's not about a man or a woman. God will use them. But we need the only way we're going to have true revival, a true culture is if all of us rise up and get hungry for Jesus. No, we have to. It'll spark something. And it already has. If you don't realize from, from being in this region for this long, something shifted. And it's not just because it was our conference, but something actually shifted. Like Sammy, Samuel Roberts is a very close friend of mine. I spent the next couple days after the conference with him and he was just blown away because he has done conferences all over this place, across Canada. And he has not seen what happened on Saturday, the hunger that came we were talking about. He hasn't seen that for 10 years or longer. You guys, something is shifting and I want to be a part of it. I just want to be there. I want you guys all to be there. So now you got this avenger, Samson, who's called to bring me a deliverer, and I'm not going to go too far, but basically you guys know the story of Samson. If you don't, go check it out in Judges. And honestly, if you don't, please go home and read Judges. It's a book of the Bible, because we need to get back into the Word. You can't have intimacy without knowing the Word. You know what he will do? He'll pull you in. And then you know when you're like, whoa, where is he? I feel like he's not like it was yesterday. Get in the Word. This is him. This is, this is being with him. Whoa. Reading this is being with him. Just that you know it's not about, oh, a sacred cow right here. Sometimes it's more important if you just read that for an hour than needing an angel to show up at your door. Yeah. Half the time people forget what the angel said because they're more excited to tell everybody they saw an angel. I'm going to get myself in trouble here. Oh, man. So (laughs) so you got Samson. And he's doing dumb things, right? He gets involved. It's three Gs, golds, glory, girls. His real big one was girls. And don't pretend that's not a big thing now. It's a big issue. Or boys for girls, whatever, you know what I mean? But you know what's crazy? Is God used him and gave him this incredible gift. Like honestly, who wouldn't want Samson's gift? That's pretty cool. Imagine going to the gym. Everyone be like, whoa, what God is your God? See, it would work. See, Lord, let it come. No. You get it. But something happens. You guys know. Delilah tricks him and cuts off his hair, which he was told not to do. Now, that's a key right there. If God tells you don't do something, don't do it. No, no, no. No matter what enticing. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to blame their situations on anybody else. When you get to the judgment seat, which is going to be a glorious day, you can't, I can't go and say, oh, I would have pushed more in if my wife would have. No, 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 no. no. And she's going after Jesus, so don't. She's pushing me, I'll tell you. No, we have to realize that you're not going to blame anybody else. Well, why are you not living for, I'm not doing very good because so-and-so fell ten years ago. Move on! Was he your God? No, no. Was he your God? Because the only reason you could blame it on him is if he's their God that fell. He's a man. You get what Jesus... He will break off all the anything you went through. I'm not saying things weren't hard. It wasn't saying things that weren't tough. I'm saying you have to choose a yes again. Yes, I believe. Yes, I want more of you, Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. We have to create our own history with God, not somebody else's history. No, share your testimony. You don't have to always tell everybody else's testimony. Share your experience. Your neighbors know you're saved? Ooh. Just threw that in there. So now we got Samson. She cuts off his hair after manipulating him. And one of the scariest verses in the Bible is in Judges. It says, 16 verse 20, it said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from the sleep and said, I will go out as before, which he normally would just beat them all up at other times, and shake myself free. But he did not know the Lord had departed from him. He didn't know. But wait a minute. He did all this stuff for Israel. He went and took care of the Philistines. He beat them up. He tie foxes, all this stuff. Because it was a gift. It was a gift, guys. I want to gather around people that are hungry for Jesus. For themselves. And so they can touch others. Because you know what? When you love Jesus, what does it say you love? It's like the Bible says, it's very clear, there's two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. Why? Because then you can love your neighbor as yourself. It's interesting because back then, people didn't have trouble loving themselves. So it actually made sense. The problem is people have an issue even loving themselves because they haven't spent time with Jesus. Because when you spend time with Jesus, you don't love yourself in a negative way. You love yourself because you find out your identity's in him. And you're actually looking and getting a reflection of him. You're supposed to look like Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yesterday I was. um, Oh, I'll jump to that, actually. Let's do that. Well, first of all, Matthew 4 18 to 22. And Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. He said to them, he called them, and they said, follow me. And what did they do? What's the word right there? Verse 20, they immediately left their nets and followed him. You know how simple this is? I'm preaching to myself right now is when you're tired, get the kids to bed. Oh, I just feel like just watching a movie and vegging. And the Lord says, how about you come and hang out with me? Oh, no, 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 I'm tired, I'm tired. Because you know what, he doesn't yell. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He won't yell at you. And you know what's cool? He'll probably still hang out with you while you're watching your show. But it's not about him, it's about your show. Because he doesn't leave us nor forsake us. But there's something of turning aside and saying, I want to be with you. You know how often my wife can attest this? Because God knows we're tired and he has no problem with entertainment. He actually has no problem with having fun if it's clean and it's legit. You know how often I'll do that and the Lord will say, I'll spend time with him. Time depends on the timing, doesn't matter. And he'll be like, okay, he'll tell me. Yeah, go watch your show now. Let's go watch it. It's not that he just wanted you to have fun. This isn't a bunch of rules and regulations because the kingdom of God doesn't work like that. Because you're a disciple, I picture those disciples having so much fun with Jesus. He would have been so fun. Do you think they just went around? Well, first of all, the miracles would just been fun in the first place. Hey, let's put some mud on that guy's face, <laughs> right? No, no. Think about it. Oh, you want some food? Just throw some nets over the other side. Come on, let's do this. It'd be hilarious. But you know what? He would have been fun because. If you, who knows that when you get around people that are just being themselves, when you become friends enough that you're just yourself, almost everyone is just fun, because inside everyone wants to be that kid that just wants to have some fun. And where do we get made from this is him? We're made in his image. He wants us to have fun. So often we make all of a sudden it's like, oh, we gotta go after Jesus. We're gonna make our life really boring, and with it, God's not boring. Invite him places. Invite him into the situation, and honestly, when he comes, things get exciting. Even once in a while, you have people manifest, and it's interesting too. Like, in the, sorry, I shouldn't go there, but it is. We used to honestly. We was a group; of us that had so much fun with the Lord all the time, and we'd go out and we took it a little the wrong way, like too far, and we'd watch people manifest like negatively. And then, we'd, but then we tell them about Jesus. Do you guys get what I'm saying? It's so bad because when you actually carry Jesus, the world will manifest. Because they don't have him, but they want him. And we need to tell them about him. So, again, the disciples. And and again, the Lord asks me, he says, Kevin, what if they would have not followed? Because guess what? Simon, Peter, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, they all have free will. We actually don't know. We might get up to heaven and find out that there was a bunch of other guys or with anyone who knows how many other people were called. These are the ones that fall out. Have you ever thought of that? Because just remember, we are all, Jesus died for the whole world, which means that he didn't just pick you to be saved and you to be saved. He wants he died for everybody. And so you said yes. And you're following. That's a good thing, guys. Be excited. You're following. You're following the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So I'm like mowing the lawn yesterday, and I'm like just going over this because I really had a different thing I was going to preach. And he said, he reminded me, he says, Kevin, bring up this. I said, John 6:51 to 71 here. He says, This is Jesus preaching. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, I will live forever. And the bread that shall, I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give the, the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? And Jesus said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I'll raise him up in the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and I in him... As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats of this bread will live forever. Now, interesting here. In verse 60, therefore, many of the disciples, when they heard this, this is hard saying. Who can understand it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, does this offend you? Ooh, ever, have you ever been asked that? You're like, hmm, I'm not sure about that person. Well, does it offend you? Before I go any further on that, let's, actually, that's the point right here. It's interesting. This is fully a crazy, rebel. I love, this is a message. If you can watch it, it's called Yoke um, Alignment, Adjustment Yoke. I got, I've been raving about this. My, I, I literally, my phone, when I'm at the gym, kept on playing it. I listened to it three times. It's worth it. Yoke Adjustment by Bill Johnson. Go listen to it. It is worth listening to. But he brings up Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. You are weary, carrying a heavy burden. Then come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways, and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. For all that I require of you is pleasant and easy to bear." In the King James Version, that last verse says, For my yoke is easy and my burn is light. Now this is interesting. Are you ready for this? This is this, the reason I listened to it three times is because it's convicting. And again, this is Bill had a credible revelation. If you and I, as believers, it says each one of us are yoked. You know what a yoked is? Right? And if it's supposed to be light, and it's supposed to be easy, how come it isn't sometimes? But if the Bible says it's always easy and it's always light, now, I'm not saying situations. It's things you work through. But if it's supposed to be easy and light, maybe you're the one that's going the wrong direction. Now, the reason I say this is because most often the issues we have in life are with other people. No way. Right? And a way I loved it, and it's why it's worth listening to. He breaks it all down, and it's interesting. Because we have choices in life. We can either go, which you're used to well, that's that's Bob's problem. No, oh, I'm just so frustrated in life, it feels like it's so hard. Bob at work, he's a pain. Oh my goodness. Well, if God's in control and he's giving you everything you need, maybe you're the one that actually that has the issue. Maybe God's allowing Bob's situation in his own life, which could be totally messed up not saying Bob's right, but what if God's trying to point something at you? Bob is just trying to teach you simply just to love somebody when they don't actually do what you want. Whoa. And it's so cool because if you listen to that message, Bill preaches it from such a good point. Because at Bethel, like he says, he's the top guy. So he can remove all those people. He can get rid of those Bobs if he wants. But the Lord told him he doesn't get rid of them. He allows them to be around him. He, he describes it as like when, the, when you put rocks together and you want them all rounded out, you put edged rocks together and tumble them, what happens? They become round. But so often we're offended by those around us. It's their fault. Oh, why don't we look as we walk with Jesus and say, God, what are you doing in my life? How can I be a blessing? How can What do you want to change in me? Because it's always easy to get rid of the people in your life that you don't like. Now, of course, there's going to be certain people that are toxic you can't. Like, no, make a real point, like, because sometimes it's our spouse, that wasn't the toxic part, but it could be our spouse, that sometimes we're frustrated with and we just have to be like, okay, what are you teaching me? Maybe it's not their fault. Maybe it's something from when I was a kid. Whoa, well, no, 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 I've been saved for 25 years, there's no way I've got issues. <laughs> Talk to our SOZO team. If you think you have no issues, I want to meet you. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to use my prophetic gift and teach you that you're not. But anyways, (laughs) sorry, I probably wouldn't. But but for for real though, none of us has attained. If you have, you've already lost. Because we have to grow, it's a daily walk. So he says to them, remember the back to the verses here, they offended, because he's talking about eating his body, drinking his blood, are you kidding me? So pile them, leave. The words that I speak to your spirit, they are life, but they are some who do not believe, for Jesus knew at the beginning who were, did not believe and who would betray him. First of all, so that's back to what I just said before. Jesus knew. He knew Judas was going to betray him. Some of us are so scared of the, oh my word, in the charismatic, we get so scared of the Judases. (gasps) Do you know they're evil? Can you please kick them out of the sanctuary for us? Do you not know? They're in witchcraft. Sorry, I get excited. I'm like, where are they? I want to go love on them. (laughs) Oh, no, you guys. For years, if you actually know me well, I love it. You send me a witch or a warlock. I've had so many encounters with them. You just bring love. I used to stand beside them because I was taught this. Fire, Jesus, fire. Seriously. (laughs) Pierce them with the Holy Spirit. Pierce them. Seriously, all of his bad. And then I got taught. I was like, I'm not saying Chris is an amazing man of God. I just want to clarify that just because we're on camera now Now it's more like Lord show them the father's love show them you love that guy you love her because they're just hungry you meet these people and you get to know them they're hungry for something real and the church hasn't shown them something real they're looking for the supernatural and they're finding it, but they actually feel sick. Because if you know what they're called, you have to give up something every time. It's interesting, the kingdom we just keep on getting. And there's love here. No, 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 there's... Yeah, that's not. I don't want to talk about that stuff. But it is so much a mind shift. Because we're followers. Because we turn aside. We have to turn aside when he calls us. And sometimes... We just got to turn aside and get a little correction. Yep. Like even for me up there on the stage, Kevin, are you going to let me move? Are you going to let me move? Oh, okay. Let's do it. Okay? okay. You need to start loving that person a little more. You just offended. Okay. Let God bring some correction. Oh, I can't even preach this right now, but there's a, there's a word I want to bring sometime because we are raising up. We've been in too much of a culture where we have a bunch of what we would we always say oh we need a father a spiritual mother we need a spiritual father and like oh so and so is this but the problem is for so long we actually are not saying we want a spiritual father or mother we're looking for grandpas and grandmas why do i say that because grandma and grandpas all they do is say good job ha <laughs> good job oh you just did bad hey mom dad come here no we don't want to be disciplined and we're wondering why, why people are follow, uh, falling all over the place. We're connected to a lot of ministries, so I'm glad you don't have to know a lot of this stuff. But it is ridiculous how many people are falling. And I'm watching how many people don't actually have fathers and mothers. They have a bunch of grandmas and grandmas that they actually hardly know, but they have a name over them. We have to change that. We have to go, you know what, I'm willing for you to actually tell me what you see. Because the difference as a spiritual son or daughter, this is the big one, is that you get to choose. Chris is their boy no matter what. He can pretend, he could have ran off and said, but at the end of the day, the government says it, it's just it is. There's a birth certificate that says it. But as a spiritual son or daughter, you can choose. And we can say, oh, there's not enough spiritual fathers, there's not enough spiritual mothers. No, 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 no. I'm calling out my generation saying you have a choice. There's a lot of people. I know there's mothers and fathers in this room that would love to father and mother some people. But, they, but we actually have to submit. <gasps> oh no. Submit? What do you mean? Yes. Because if we don't start submitting and actually having people in relationship, we are constantly getting deceived. I've shared this before. If you're in deception, it's called deception for a immediate reason. So if you don't have somebody in your life right now I'm telling you, if you do not have someone in your life right now that you trust more than yourself, you're in trouble. Because when you are deceived, who's going to tell you you're deceived? No, that's huge because the church is not telling people that. No, you can't. That's control. Oh, my word. There's been years and years. Don't talk about covering because people get offended. Oh, my word. What do you mean? I love having people around me that speak. I want to know if I have crap on my face. Like, no, for real. No, that's because the people, if you have people that love you, they'll tell you nicely. Because honestly, who wants to be, you know that you need something in your teeth sticking there? Don't you want to go home Or well, your flies are done? I would like, I hope somebody tells me, right? Oh no, I didn't want to disturb the meeting. Are you kidding? Oh, sorry. That's another pet peeve. Come on, we get so religious. Let's just be real with each other. Oh. Mm, Okay, we're at it. And he said, therefore, da, da, da. so verse but, verse, but there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew the beginning they would, that those, they were who who did not believe for, and who would betray him. And he said, therefore, I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by the Father. For at that, that time, many of his disciples went back. How many people have gone back and walked with them? How many people have gone back because they didn't get their way in the church? How many people have left because, oh, I had a fight with so-and-so, and I'm done with that because they didn't do what I wanted. Where's that in the Bible? How does that work? That's like, we all, if you see a kid do that, because we all watch little kids do that, and we're like, oh, come on, oh, that kid will grow up. No, but we do it all the time. We get offended, we leave, which is denominationalism. I won't get into that with where I was trying to get to. That's denominationalism. Not denomination, denominationalism, that's about agreement. We we only sit together for agree. Apostolic because we gather around fathers and mothers, which means we gather around family, and we're allowed to actually think for ourselves, and we're allowed to actually have feedback. Guess what? Even the leadership of this team, we don't have all the same ideas, because we're all made different. But I hope we have a leadership team that we're constantly saying, God, what do you have for your people? And I know Brent is. He constantly is going, okay, what's for the people? How do we bless? What is God saying for the, the church? What does it look like for the church? Not just make our own kingdoms. Mm. From there, from that time. Uh, okay, but Simon Peter answered. Oh no, he says. Then Jesus, verse sixty-seven. Then Jesus said to the twelve, "Do you also want to go away?" This Lord told me yesterday. And he says, "How often?" He goes, he, "He's asked sometimes." He's like, "Are you?" do you not want to be with me? Were you offended? Well, no, I want to be with you, Jesus, but I'm mad at the church and I hate it. Well, my Bible says I don't know if you can really do that. You know what the fact, I saw the other day, somebody posted something, it's like literally, when the fa- they wrote a, it's a joke, they said, we're going to start a Bible study that can explain everything about your, your wife. Right? So that's a funny joke, right? Because... A bunch of men trying to think they know everything about women, <laughs> and so, and somebody wrote back and said, "Yep," and it was a very true thing. It said, "Well, one of the fastest ways to the heart of a father is to love his daughters." But say so, that comes back to what we were talking about before. It, it, like the Bible is, is so much gold in there. If my wife loves me, and of course, you guys, let's stop getting religious. Something. If you ever been a part of something that didn't have actually a head. Like there's the two head. It's the two headed monster we call it. it. Doesn't work. But I'll tell you, because I love Jesus, it's not called. She's not worried about submitting to me or anything because I'll lay my life for her, like Jesus did. So she wants to run with me. It's not about control. I'm the head of this house. Sometimes I might be in the flesh and say that, but no, I'm just kidding. no, I wouldn't do that, would I? <laughs> Oh, man, when we were first married, oh, my word. I know the Bible well. And so I could use those verses. It's not good. Out of context. Very out of context. Oh, no, if you only knew. That. Like, you're off. I'm going to be really with you. I would tell her that she needs to go get deliverance. Oh, it's so bad. When I'm wrong, I'll go, crap. Oh. Hey, that's a rabbit trail, so i got to stand. Why did I go there? I don't know. Um, but he's asking. He's saying... Do you want to go away? And the, oh, that's the. So the Lord shows you, Kevin, at that very moment, history was being written. Because once again, can I point out, when you read the Bible, don't always read it from knowing the end. Read it like you're reading a book that you have no idea of what's about to happen. Because it brings life to it. Because you're going, oh boy, are they all going to leave him now? Now everyone's left. I see, well, if you didn't know, you would think too. You're like, whoa, this guy's crazy. He wants me to eat his flesh and his blood. But instead, what does he say? But Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have, your, you have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe to know that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. He, he declared, even in a time, and this is for people, even in a time of going confusion, what's going, you're in a place of life and you just are like, God, What is happening? One of the greatest things you can do is, no, God, you're in control. You're on the throne. You're in control. And I say yes again. The devil wants me to get depressed. The enemy wants to blame everybody else. But my life is is given to me, and I am with you, Jesus, and I'm going to choose to follow you and say yes and yes and yes, no matter what and how hard it looks. Because he never promised it was going to be easy. But it's so interesting, they made a choice. And that's my point. We have to create history because he didn't he didn't just start following Jesus. What does it say? No, I've come to know you are the living God. And there's we need to start getting convicted and under such an understanding that we actually know the living God. Chuck, can you get up there and he's here? Because when you know, like Peter knew, it didn't matter that all your friends just left. It doesn't matter that everyone's telling you that you're wrong, unless you're deceived. But, like, you're like, but if you're with Jesus, and when you're with Jesus, like Willis likes in community, you were never meant just you and Jesus. He meant us to live together. But in wisdom, you can still go because he said, he looked at the other 12, 11, and he said, no, we're with, we're really. like Peter said, we know you are the living God because they constantly turned aside. They constantly said yes. Man, yeah, Jesus, we know, got ridiculed. The Sadducees, the, the Pharisees were after him. Do you think they weren't beating up the, the, the disciples too? It wasn't just after he died and they went forth that they took a hit. They were taking hits all along. But what does it say? The world was changed upside down. Do so you guys want to stand? I don't want to feel like I'm supposed to go any further. See, when you build history with God, you start understanding who He is. And when you read things about people like Mary and Martha, and and, and we build around, oh, everyone needs to be a Mary, the Bible doesn't say that. So I'm just hitting some sacred cows right now. It doesn't say that. In that moment, Mary knew what to do because she hung out with Jesus. That's what he was speaking to Martha at the moment. But if there isn't any Marthas, and if Mary never gets off the floor, when Jesus leaves, nothing's gonna happen. And it's interesting, we have verses that says, go out and make disciples. So we can't just have a bunch of people that are just hungry for Jesus sitting at the altar all the time. We need people to stand up and say, what happened? And I have a hard time because I could be wrong, but from what I read in the Bible and what I've experienced, the more you spend with Jesus, He loves the intimacy. Don't get me wrong, He loves the secret place, He loves 101. But something happens when you fall in love with Jesus. You fall in love with His people. And you can't help get off the floor and go after Jesus. So, Lord, we just thank you right now. Lord, that we are choosing. To turn aside again. Lord, we ask that you magnify the, that this is that sweet small voice, that tug again. Lord I pray that if there's any barriers, any walls that we have placed, specifically so that we could get away from the hearing, would we'll be broken down in the name of Jesus. Not because we want a bunch of works, but because we want to fall in love with you again. I felt specifically that there is a fresh wind over the word. And what I mean by that is there's a fresh hunger that God's releasing a grace for, for the Word again. Especially for those who have grown up in the Word. And it can, can pretty much say any Bible story. It's not about knowing every Bible story. It's about being hungry for it. It's about just eating it once again. Lord, just let us fall in love more. It all comes down to you, Jesus.